Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. Nikki Haley has resigned. It's happening. Everybody stay calm. What's the procedure? Stay calm. What can I tell you? She's had enough. She's decided no more of being the ambassador to the United Nations. Come again? In English, please. I said she's leaving. Well, that's just great. I know. I know. But what are you going to do? She's just... She just doesn't care. Honey badger don't care. Well, actually, it's a little more uh, its a little more descriptive than that. Tony Katz, great to be with you. Tony Katz today. 833-GOT-TONY. 833-468-8669. That is uh, the number. That's how you get in touch uh, with the show right uh, there. Now, it came as a shock to everyone. Absolutely everyone when Nikki Haley said... Uh, Hey, I'm I'm resigning. Not so much to President Trump. It turns out they had this conversation about six months ago and then decided to announce today that she's leaving at the end of the year. It's the leaving at the end of the year part that matters because I think people thought she was going to be leaving right there and then. Okay, what does this mean? What does this mean? And you can get to... Uh, the place where, okay, all right, so, so she's uh, she's going to take over as chief of staff, right? John Kelly's out, and she's going to take over as chief of staff. This is amazing. And then, of course, there's the general theory, and I've seen some people out put out this out there. My prediction, yeah, we, it's, 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 it's an easy prediction. You know, I made the same prediction. <laughs> Lindsey Graham to be attorney general, and then the former governor of South Carolina will slide in uh, to uh, be the senator. From South Carolina. Oh, it's a perfect plan. I absolutely love it. It's not going to be any of those things. It's not going to be any of those things. I mean, there there were a fair uh, amount of, of plans and ideas out there. I, I, I had some of them. I, I had some of them. Here, uh, straightforward from here. Nikki Haley resigns. Real Donald Trump resigns. Vice President Pence serves out the term. Nikki Haley has chosen to be the vice president. Haley runs for president in 2020, wins. Spartacus lays in wait for 10 more years. This is it was my my uh, my prediction. Everybody's got a prediction. You might as well might as well put a prediction up there, people. Might as well throw it up there. Uh, it's not the end of the world. It's not the end of the world. Uh, rather, it is just a, a flow. What one of the questions that I got asked is why now? Why are you doing this before the midterms? And the only answer I can give you is it doesn't matter. Since there is no scandal, and since she is staying till the end of the year, what does it matter when it gets announced? Gives people something to talk about. Uh, The best was hearing CNN talk about how great Nikki Haley is. Remember that when she runs for president? Remember that when she runs for president and they tell her, uh, they they call her a, a traitor and a rape apologist, because she would have been okay with with uh, with Brett Kavanaugh too. That's going to come, guys. <laughs> that is one hundred percent going to happen. It's going to be like this whole 
lauding of, of Nikki Haley for dealing with President Trump and, you know, making America look good on the world scene not exist. They're going to do everything in their power to make sure it doesn't exist. They will regret. They will rue the day that they decided to go down this line. It's just fantastic. Um, I'm not sure who the, the, the new U.N. ambassador is going to be, but I am less worried about this than anybody else. And 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 I, I think that there are people who get to uh, talking about the Trump administration and say, oh, look at the turnover, look at the turmoil. I think that's what they say. I think the fact that there have been changes, I think that's because Donald Trump has realized there are things that he needs. Now, I often uh, refer to this as the idea of a uh, wartime consigliere, right? There are times where you need somebody who understands how to get the job done. And Rex Tillerson, Rex Tillerson's a nice guy. Ah, nice guy, Rex. Oh, yeah, Rex, good man. Good man, Rex Tillerson. But you know what you need? You need somebody who knows how to make sure that the guy wakes up with the horse's head. Rex, he don't know how to use a saw. He ain't a saw kind of guy. It's more of a, it's more of a, of a, of a, of a steak knife kind of guy. You know what? Not big enough. You need wider teeth. You need a better serration. You need a, you need a guy who can work a saw. That's Mike Pompeo. Right there. Sometimes you need exactly what you need. And he has learned this the hard way. I think part of it goes back to Reince Priebus, who, by the way, you want to talk about one of the characters of this entire uh, 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 situation that has kind of disappeared? Reince Priebus, a star of the Republican Party, the Republican Party chairman, Wisconsin guy, responsible for huge victories all over the place, came in as the original chief of staff it was kind of not good because he did not know how to deal with a Trump world, nor did he know how to create an order. He expected an order. But all of a sudden, people are going in to see President Trump. They're just walking right into the Oval and having a conversation. They're not going through him. They wouldn't listen to him because all of these people, uh, that includes Ivanka and Jared, and that includes Amorosa and a host of others, and they thought they had their own relationship. They thought that they were above it. And he couldn't control it. John Kelly clearly has been able to control it. Absolutely has been able uh, to control it. So this idea of chaos in the in 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 the Trump White House, I, I've never really bought into. Wanting to trade out your your Secretary of State, well, I mean that's just realizing that you're in a different place and you need a different guy. And maybe it was an it was a nod to more of those establishment folks when you first came in. That you, that, you, that, that you let Ryan's Priebus tell you, hey, Rex Tillerson, that's the guy That's the guy that you want. You sure? You sure I want Rex Tillerson? You want Rex Tillerson? All right, Rex. Yeah, I like him. He's a nice guy. You know what? He's made some money, and uh, you know, he's been a successful guy. Not as successful as me. I mean, who's been as successful as me? Am I right or 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 am I right? And then, you know, and then all of a sudden he's like, hey, this guy ain't my guy. No, no, no. I'm going to have the meeting with North Korea. This guy ain't my guy. I, got, I need a new guy. I need a new guy. Mike! Mike Pompeo, come here. Come here, you... Come here, you big round knucklehead. You know what? You're going from there to over there. You were there. Now you're going over here. You're there. You're over here. From there to there. From there to over here. Done. That's what he did. I I think that that's uh, mostly standard. 
Uh, especially when you realize you need to do things differently. Maybe you need to do things better. Maybe there are some new realities that have come your way that you have to go about engaging and you realize you need better people to do uh, just that. Is it different than the Obama White House? Sure. But I can make the argument that this White House gets things done that are worthwhile. The Obama White House got things done. I just didn't consider them worthwhile. This White House gets things done that are worthwhile. The fact that it's not what some press apparatchik describes as as smooth, who cares? Do I really care how smooth it is or do I care that it gets done? What do I care? Do I care that the tax cuts were done smooth or that I have tax cuts? I I don't care how much midnight oil the the Trump administration was burning. I don't care how many late-night frantic phone calls uh, uh, there are. Couldn't, Couldn't care less means absolutely nothing only the result matters you know it's it's bill parcells don't tell me about the pain just show me the baby it's one of the great lines that line is so good absolutely positively so good so nikki haley is out well she'll be out at the end of the year who's gonna replace her i don't know uh john bolton's got to be on top of any list uh, the National Security Advisor, because he was the former ambassador to the United Nations and certainly could continue that strength. Uh, there may some, maybe some people you really need to think about, some people we haven't uh, uh, seen uh, publicly who have got some value and, and, and we can bring it. I know there's a whole conversation about make Ivanka Trump the U.N. ambassador, uh, the U.S. ambassador to the U.N. I don't see it. Is, is it possible? Well, it's Trump. Everything's possible. Of course it's possible. But is he going to do it? I I, I would uh, go to the side of no. I would definitely go to the side of no, which means he's totally going to do it. I'm Tony Katz. Tony Katz, 833, got Tony. 833-468-8669. Of course, uh, we stream the third hour live over to Facebook, and uh, Mo English uh, loves my uh, pink uh, sports coat. I don't know if it's pink or it's salmon. And I don't know if Mo English is a man or a woman, but I am I am appreciative, and I just want to say you look great as well. I mean, not as good as me, but you still Look just fine, I tell you. Really and truly, I mean that. Um, I, I was doing a, a conversation earlier about the violence, right? We uh, people are uh, people coming at me from 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 all quarters on social media, and they're emailing me. Uh, how dare you? How dare you think um, you 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 can talk about violence on the left? Look at all the things that Trump has said. Listen to me very carefully. Trump has said a tremendous amount. Some of it's been clinically insane. Some of it he's been absolutely right about. No question about it. You know what? There hasn't been a concerted effort to destroy a guy's life by calling him a rapist based on allegations where there is an argument against finding facts to support it. There has been no concerted effort on the political right 
between political leadership and the media to work to destroy a man because they hate President Trump so much and they want to keep him from being able to put his nominee on the Supreme Court. That just hasn't happened. That has not happened. Honesty is really important here. Now, part of this is, is me. I'm, I'm not interested in, in, in the social media trolls. I just, I block and I delete. And now, you know, it's, it's Facebook. People are, 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 are coming out of the woodwork. And, and it's been, you know, and kind of like manageable. You know, the, the, the one guy who's like, you know, go kill yourself. And, uh, the other people who are like, you need to educate yourself. Um, you're, you're, you're too hyper-partisan. Uh, I believe what I believe, if that's what you mean. Like, like, I don't know what to tell you. I believe what I believe. If you're, if you're you know, there, there's a reason that there are, you know, multiple stations on the dial. Doesn't work for you. There's something else there for you. And I, choice is great. But I am not interested in trying to be all things to all people. I can't do it. Nor am I interested in trying to do a show that caters to your loudness. Just because you send 12 emails doesn't mean it goes your way. If I disagree with you, I disagree. If I've explained myself twice or three times, I don't have to explain myself one more time. You can keep coming at me all you want. Clearly, I'm not the guy for you. You're not, I'm just not that into you. I'm not just, I'm just not that into your ideas and thoughts and what have you. But this whole thing was about violence. And the violence that you see on the political left that is not that it somehow doesn't also exist on a political right, that you haven't seen people act in a horrible or horrific way. You know, what, Trump rallies when President Trump said you should go you punch that guy or, or get that guy out of here or whatever. Uh, no, that's not the way you handle a protester. Or, or really, they're not a protester when they're inside the building. They're, they're, they're hecklers, right? That's, that's, that's what they are. But that's, that's, that's a great example of, okay, don't do that. That's different than what the left has done, which is proactively push the idea of mob mentality against people who disagree in restaurants, in supermarkets, in, 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 in all sorts of places, at their homes, at their work, etc. That is problematic. As a teacher, the FBI in Minneapolis confirmed uh, that they're aware of the tweet, which was deleted. She's a special education teacher placed on paid administrative leave after posting the tweet, so who's going to take one for the team and kill Kavanaugh? Um, well, I think we should, we should point those things out. What, we shouldn't know about those kinds of tweets? When people tweet out they'd like to see uh, the president hang, I retweet those because we should know who those people are. Now, I, I will admit that if I were to go back through my entire Twitter feed, the years that I've been on Twitter, which is a decade now, um, I probably have got some tweets that are pretty daft. I have some tweets that are pretty ridiculous. I try not to get into Twitter fights. Remember there was one guy who was running for office, total scumbag of a dude, um, and... Uh, Going after someone I know who's a, 
or, or I knew at the time, single mom and, and going after her and going after the kid on social media. And for whatever reason, I decided social media was the place to, to fight. And I started it with, you ever see the movie Bronx Tale where uh, Chaz Palminteri tells the bikers to leave and then they start a problem. So he locks the door and he says, now you can't leave. And then the bikers get the crap kicked out of him. That's you. Now you can't leave. And I just, I was yelling at the guy on Twitter. And then afterwards, I'm like, what the hell am I doing? I'm yelling at a guy on Twitter. Can't go back and, you know, get rid of that stuff. It's it's there. Daft. Daft. And if we live in the world where everything that you tweet is going to come back to haunt you in a way that you, you're going to lose a career, that sucks. I mean, that really sucks. Because I, I, I'm going to... I'm I'm gonna hate to uh, watch people try and take my career from me. I'm gonna ha- I'm gonna hate watching them lose. <laughs> I really am. But they're gonna try, and I will admit, as clear as day, I have tweeted some dumb stuff. I'm gonna go through and go back to year one and start deleting things. It happened. It got said. It also got said at a time when you could get away with uh, much more because not everything was. Uh, being uh, being offensive, some things were just a bit of comedy. Oh, threatening to kill somebody? Yeah, I don't know if I ever did that. But that's never fun and never funny. Although I do think there was a time you're like, oh, man, uh, I'd, uh, God, I could kill that guy. That used to be a saying. That used to be something that could be said. Not, not anymore. Not anymore. And certainly not about the President of the United States. Certainly not about a Supreme Court justice. The violence is, like, institutionalized in a way. Not in a way, in a fact. Donald Trump said, uh, the very rude elevator screamers are paid professionals only looking to make senators look bad. Don't fall for it. Paid by for by Soros. Sarah Silverman responded, I hope you someday understand what it is to be held down against your will and violated. Your compassion is startless. I don't even know what startless is supposed to mean. You want someone to be held down and violated? Sarah Silverman, I mean, what what do you what what are you putting forth? What are you putting forth now? Maybe she was just trying to say you need to understand that the, these women have been through a painful experience. But the way she did it, that, that's not gonna work at all. That's not gonna work on any level whatsoever. I don't know if I don't know if I don't know if they ever get it, and I don't know to the extent whether uh, of whether or not we're all guilty, right? Everybody wants to uh, is is insulted all the time. Everybody is upset all the time. Everybody um, is is uh, everybody can point to everything and say, "Look what they did wrong. Look what they did wrong," and and we're we're all guilty of it. We're all guilty of it. And then, and then what? And then what happens? There's a story about Caitlin Collins. Caitlin Collins uh, is with uh, CNN. Before that, Caitlin Collins was with Daily Caller. I don't know Caitlin Collins personally. But the log cabin Republicans pointed out that Caitlin Collins had a couple of offensive tweets. 
And one of the tweets read, uh, she was responding to somebody, um, prologue to Canterbury Tales, you, and then she used a derogatory term for a gay person, starting with the letter F. I don't know if I can say the word on radio. I'm just, I'm just not sure, and I want to have respect for my stations. Uh, and then she, she also uh, tweeted out to somebody else, I don't know, IDK, for I don't know, if I want a room with a lesbian, which I don't even think is in any way offensive. It may just be a level of comfort. This comes out because Caitlin Collins supposedly was really hammering uh, Trump over the Access Hollywood tapes. And now people are wondering, well, these old tweets that come from, uh, what year do they come from? 2011. Well, maybe that's just her version of locker room talk. Just like the president's. I understand the mathematics that people go through to try and utilize this stuff, to try and hold people to live up to their own standard. Are you sure we want to go down this road? I mean, are we all sure we want to go down this road with this idea of our past being used against us? Um, I don't. I don't want to do it. I don't want to go down this road. Just like the road that Me Too wants you to go down. That whatever you did in your past, no matter how benign, you are guilty, and it will be used against you. Entire social media life from back in the day where nobody knew it was going to be this is going to be used against you. Sure you want that? No one's allowed to learn and get better? That's... You make the bed. I'm Tony Katz. So you know what I'm doing right now? I'm looking for uh, old old uh, tweets. There's why can't why can't I just oh, it's being ridiculous? Here I'll I'll do that too. Uh, I'll do it to today. Let's see if it. Nope, does it doesn't work? All right, I tried. I was looking for old tweets and and now I can't look them up. Tony Katz eight three three got Tony eight three three four six eight eight six six nine. Uh, that is uh, the number. That's how you get to be a part of the show. I don't believe this story, but I think the story is kind of interesting. That according to sources, the Alaska GOP is considering whether to throw uh, Lisa Murkowski out of the party for her opposition to Brett Kavanaugh. Um, this is a woman who won election as a writing candidate. Yeah, she didn't have the nomination. She was a write-in candidate. She was, she, uh, there's a family uh, connection uh, as well. I forget it was, it was her father. Was it, was it, was it her, her, her father? Yeah, but it was 2010. She won 
um, via via write-in. She Joe Miller was the Tea Party guy in 2010, and and she beat him. So she's got a level of popularity in Alaska. I don't know if you want to say hey goodbye. I don't know who you're running against her. The Sarah Palin conversation is amazing. I have no idea how she'd be seen in Alaska. I know what the press would do to her. I know what the press would do to her because the press did it to her. Do you know how absolutely horrific it is what they did to Brett Kavanaugh that that may actually be worse than what they did to Sarah Palin? Because what they did to Sarah Palin is one of the most disgusting things that has happened in politics. The full-on destruction, and but the problem with Sarah Palin is that she she gave it to them. She made it easier for them to do exactly that. That's that's totally, totally her fault. I think it's interesting that they'd be considering, you know, kicking her out. Hey, that's kind of fascinating. I think it's also kind of, you know, deadly in a way. I don't think that works out the way you want it to. You run somebody against her in a primary. That makes perfect sense. You don't, you don't just, you know, drop her from the party. And uh, Khabib is facing a $2 million fine. I don't know if you're a mixed martial arts fan, a UFC guy. I can never pronounce his last name. Nurmagomedov? Is it Nurmagomedov? I have no idea, but that sounds right. I think right. that's it. So he's in the fight with Conor McGregor, who I don't want to hear Conor McGregor's name again, ever. He, he's lost, he lost the Mayweather fight. He lost this fight. He got tapped. I don't want to hear about his greatness. I don't want to hear about his style and his strut and his ah, blah, 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 blah. World-class fighter, I don't want to hear anymore. Because you, you can only do those antics when you win. That's all there is to it. Well, he got tapped in Vegas. Now, the history between these two guys, between Colin McGregor and Khabib Nurmagomedov, yeah, I think I got that right, is pretty intense because they don't like each other. And it was this guy, Khabib, who Colin McGregor, uh, Conor McGregor went after uh, while he was on a, uh, basically a tour bus leaving a fight. And through the table or the chair, chair. Through, the, through the window, people got cut. People went to the hospital. Uh, Conor McGregor got arrested. It was insane. Insane. So now, just this past weekend, they actually fought. Well, you know, it was, it was for the lightweight title? Yeah. The lightweight title? And uh, Khabib uh, tapped him. Khabib tapped him out. And then won by tapping him out, making him submit. Oh, man, I just swallowed some dust, and I'm like, oh. Oh, wait, hold on a second. I might choke to death. Hold on. Hold on. <coughs> oh, my God, what just happened? This never happened on air. Oh, so much better. Anyway, after he taps him, he jumps He jumps the, 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 uh, the cage and jumps into the crowd and starts getting into a fight with some other people. It's like malice in the palace, the Pacers, the Pistons. It was nuts. Other guys who were on Khabib's side jumped into the cage. One of them started hitting Conor McGregor from behind. Oh, you little wimp. Little, little bitch. What else is that? Little bitch. Wow. Anyway, what, you can't say that? I think you can. I think you can. My mother is listening. You can't oh, say your that. mother is a treat, and I love her every day. Um, Khabib's fine is $2 million. Yes, it is the purse he got for winning. It is the winnings of this fight. That's the fine. 
the Nevada State Athletic Commission is considering just keeping the purse because they wouldn't release it to him. Conor McGregor got his money, but uh, the Nevada State Athletic Co- uh, Commission wouldn't give him his money. Oh, my goodness. Oh. Dude, listen, I, I don't, I'm no Conor McGregor guy. I'm just, I'm just not a fan. You can't, you, you win. You made a guy tap. There's nothing else. That is the penultimate. You are on top. You made the biggest trash talker in America tap. You know what you're supposed to do? Say, that's right. Now let's, now let's go have a drink and take your money and go have some fun. How do those guys get paid now? His whole team. How do they all get paid? Somebody didn't think about this. Somebody didn't think about this at all. Overheard. Here's Brian. Well, hello there, young man, young woman, young person. It is another fine edition of Overheard, brought to you by the good folks at I Don't Have a Sponsor. Did we talk about getting me a sponsor? I thought I was going to get a sponsor. Well, I want one. Give me a Senator Macy Hirono was invited by the good, unbiased, fair-minded journalists of CNN to sit down and discuss Judge Brett Kavanaugh this week. Ooh, pardon me. Supreme Court Justice Brett Kavanaugh. Ha! Old Mays was asked about individuals with malfunctioning neural circuitry, commonly referred to as liberals, harassing conservatives at private establishments. The president and Republicans, what they are saying is that Democratic protesters are, quote, an angry mob. <laughs> And what I want to ask... Now, wait a minute. How is that funny? Quote, an angry mob. (laughs) (laughs) It's like a needle skipping on a piece of vinyl. (laughs) It's another thing to run senators out of restaurants, go to their homes. Is that going too far? I think that it just means that there are a lot of people who are very, very much uh, um, motivated. So you're down with it then? Because when you look at white supremacists and and all of that, this is what's coming... Uh, This is the kind of uh, activism that occurs, and people make their own decisions. This is a United States senator advocating for the harassment of public officials while they're out dining with their families. You know, I actually had a dog named Maisie when I was a kid. Sweet pup. Wagged her tail all the time. Her fur was so fluffy. Got hit by a car, though. It was a real bummer. Well, if Senator Hirono is down with protests, then no doubt she's overwhelmed with pride by the actions of Antifa protesters in Portland who blocked traffic and almost started a riot Saturday during a march and vigil for Patrick Kimmons, a black Portland man shot by police on September the 30th after he allegedly shot two people and approached officers holding a gun. So, you know, the police were clearly trigger-happy racists. Enjoy audio of protesters running down the street and chasing a white senior citizen to his car, then beating said car. Get his license plate. Good, good. Yeah, they're probably just wanting to track down his address so they can send him a note of apology and a nice little fruit basket from Edible Arrangements. Hey, man, sorry about vandalizing your car and attempting to crush your skull with a bat. I just got caught up in the moment. You know, I just, I do that, you know? Same thing happens to me whenever I watch that final fight in Rocky Four. Fortunately, you know, me personally, I drive a Jeep, so if I ever encounter a group of rabid protesters here in Indianapolis, all I have to do is simply place the car in drive and crunch, crunch, crunch. 
Oh, million dollar idea. You know how we have washer fluid in our cars with those little spouts that point towards the windshields? Why can't we also have pepper spray reservoirs with nozzles at the front and the back of the car? Seriously, I mean, why don't police cars have these for riot situations? And finally, a design lead at Google has slammed Republicans in an angry Twitter rant over the nomination of now Justice Brett Kavanaugh. Quote, you are finished at GOP. You polish the final nail in your own coffins. you. You all to hell. He continued, quote, I hope the last images burned into your slimy, evil, treasonous retinas are millions of women laughing and clapping and celebrating as your souls descend into the flames, end quote. You know, I'm no expert on human behavior, but Dave seems semi to moderately pissed. Hey, I'm Brian Baker. Have a great... Nikki Haley's resigning? What the hell? Producer Brian Baker, thank you. Oh, so much more... Uh, to get to, I got I got to get into uh, the the tooth fairy conversation. Uh, but before anything, um, there's been conversation, and I know people have talked about when they talk about firearms, talk about guns, uh, and they talk about you know safe storage of firearms, which I have no problem with. But there's a conversation that's ever developing about the idea that somehow firearms should be kept locked at all times. I am not somebody who believes in this theory. When I uh, go to bed at night, my firearm is next to me, so I can utilize it quickly if the need arises. Not so I can then go to a safe. Now, some people use biometrics, you know, thumbprints, things like that, handprints. That, that's fine. I'm not telling them not to. I am saying that I would favor no legislation that would f try to force people to put things into a locked container. Personal responsibility is important. Knowing where your firearm is is important. Knowing that there are children around or others around that you might not be able to trust is important. Also important is being able to do what you think is best for the protection of you and your family. Right? Very, uh, very important uh, on, this, on this conversation of, of firearms. Rand Paul's wife has come out to say that since her husband was attacked mowing the lawn, ribs broken by this neighbor... She keeps a loaded gun by the bed. I didn't want you to think it was just me. And it's a, it's a great story to this larger conversation uh, of the Second Amendment and where people think regulation should go. Sometimes horrible things happen when guns are left unattended. It's true. And we've seen people die and we've seen children die and it's awful. And I don't think these people should be held, uh, uh, you know, they should be liable for, for what they've done. They should be held responsible. They shouldn't be, you know, just, just given a pass. I don't believe that in the slightest. But I also don't think that because something as bad has happened, that they can then move forward on legislation that tells me how I should protect my family. I will not be told. I'm happy to see uh, that the Rand Paul family also will not be told. I'm Tony Katz. Tony Katz, 833-GOT-TONY, 833-468-8669, this Hurricane Michael. It is making its way uh, to Florida. It seems to be keeping its uh, track 
uh, based on the latest, heading north, going to hit the panhandle, then going to cross over Georgia there. Um, Then, of course, you know, putting more rain onto the Carolinas because that's exactly what they need. Uh, That's what they need. I was talking to some people in the Carolinas like, you know what we could use? More moisture. I'm like, really? They're like, oh, yeah. Oh, I can't get enough of it. Can't get enough of it. Uh, That would be uh, wonderful. And the Washington Examiner. It's an interesting piece. I want to know if indeed it's accurate. Now, it's a CNN poll that was done Monday, October 8th. Right, so it's two days ago. Do you approve or disapprove of the way Donald Trump is handling his job as president? 41% approve, 52% disapprove. Okay, well, he's not at his all-time highs of 45%, but the disapproval is, you know, where we kind of are, are, are used to it, I guess. I mean, how, how do you expect people not to disapprove of the way Trump does things, you know, in that it's 24-7, Trump is evil, Trump is Satan, Trump is devil, Trump is awful, Trump... I mean, that's all there is. Um, But one of the questions that was asked in here was how voters feel about the way um, Brett Kavanaugh was treated. Right? So they ask a question about some, some senators. So Amy Klobuchar. Amy Klobuchar, Democrat. 16% 16% favorable, 11% unfavorable, 55% never heard of. That sounds about right. 18% no opinion. Lindsey Graham, 31% favorable, 37% unfavorable, 20% never heard of, 12% no opinion. Okay. Jeff Flake, 24% favorable, 30% unfavorable, 31% never heard of. That should just be a a message to Jeff Flake that, you know what, uh, people aren't going to like you more because you pretend to do the right things. You actually have to do uh, the the right things, right? But this Brett Kavanaugh conversation, as you know, Brett Kavanaugh is the federal judge nominated to serve on the Supreme Court. Would you like to see the Senate vote in favor of uh, Brett Kavanaugh? Um, So in September, it was 38% in favor, 39% not in favor. In October, October 4th to 7th, 41% in favor, 51% not in favor. Huh, very, very interesting. Very interesting stuff. Um. But one of the questions was independence. And independents disapprove of their handling, the Democrats' handling of the nomination by 28 points. That's something else. That is absolutely positively something else. And makes one wonder whether or not it has any play into the midterms. Now, as I always say, because this just came out. I was just reading it. Uh, don't ever, ever believe one poll. Don't ever, 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 ever do it. It's such a bad idea. But it does tie into a series of other conversations about how a blue wave is not happening. We talked about this yesterday. I can't say it enough. Blue waves, red waves, you know, new wave, 
Stop. Stop. The, the House and Senate could easily both be in Republican hands as easily as they could both be in Democrat hands as easily as they could be in separate hands. Oh, my gosh, I don't think we're anywhere. And I think the people screaming blue wave or screaming red wave are being are being wholly unserious. Absolutely unserious. They, they don't know what's going on. They know what they want to go on. They know where their ideology is taking them, but they don't actually know what's happening. So, so don't listen to them. Here's what I believe is going on. And I believe that the numbers do give me backup when taking a look in, in, in their totality. Uh, is that there are Democrats who are going to be going to the polls. There are more Republicans who are going to be going to the polls than ever before. That the Kavanaugh uh, nonsense, violence, has really riled people up. And that the election's a month away, yeah, it's not going to change anything. It's not going to change anything at all. There's going to be more voter participation than we have seen in a long time. Now, I think that actually is going to end up being good news for Republicans, but we'll discuss it uh, next time. The podcast, TonyCats.com. Don't forget to like the page on Facebook tomorrow, everyone.